Okay, welcome back to another episode of Mastering You, the Lifestyle Performance Podcast. And we've got an awesome one today. We have Jen McKenzie, the owner and founder of Lunar Sprit Wellbeing. So Jen is a spiritual coach, mentor, holistic therapist, and master Reiki practitioner. And um, so Jen's also the first interviewee that I've had that I don't know Jen. <laughs> and so we're just meeting for the first time and it's really cool just to, just to do this, just to sort of hook up with people that are in have a, the same wavelength in terms of health and well-being and mindset. And obviously this podcast is Mastering You, so anything goes really. And um, so Jen, welcome to the podcast and um, tell me a bit about yourself. What got you into, what, by the way, did I, did I get everything into your intro there or was there anything else I've missed out? Um, yeah, I'm, I also teach Reiki um, and gravity yoga. Ah, oh, fantastic, fantastic. Gravity yoga is the one where people are literally flying around in the air, right? No, that's yoga <laughs> oh. trapeze. So, oh, okay. uh, no, gravity yoga is um, a mat-based practice for targeted mobility and flexibility. Wow. So where awesome. you um, have awesome. long, where we stay in the pose for like two to five minutes um, so you, you're getting that flexibility gains, but really good for tight hips, hamstrings, um, lower back. Okay. I, it sounds like I need some of that at the moment because my back yeah. is in a bad place. Really <laughs> good for runners, people do okay. CrossFit, like tra um, weight training, just wow. to get that stretch in the muscle. Yeah. yeah really Fantastic. Good. So, so tell me what it is you, you kind of do, what, who, who do you help and, and what sort of got you started on this, this journey? Okay, so um, my business is Lunar Spirit Wellbeing. And so under that umbrella of Lunar Spirit, I do holistic therapies. Um, I am a coach, so a life coach. Um, I, have, I help people um, on a spiritual pathway through like a spiritual awakening, uh, but highly sensitive people who want more out of life um, and kind of don't really know how to get there. And bringing them back into alignment to create abundance and inner peace. And I also work um, with people with anxiety disorders and addictions. And then I am also, like I said, a gravity yoga instructor. And I am a Reiki master and teacher. So I hold workshops um, teaching people Reiki to level one, two, and three. And I hold spiritual workshops, including meditation. We do work around the moon cycle, so the full moon and the new moon. And so it's all based around mind, body, spirit, well-being. So taking care of the whole person and looking at all aspects of their, their being and really getting to you the, the root of where people have blockages or they're holding on to these limiting beliefs, deep emotional trauma that maybe they're unaware of or they are aware of. And it's, it's really getting right to the deep root of what is going on yeah. rather than just skating over the surface of it. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what I do in a nutshell. Um, but yeah, it hasn't really always been that way. Um, I've always been very spiritual as a child. I would burn incense, find feathers. Um, I would be a, like a bit, a bit hippie-ish, I suppose, a little bit alternative. Um, 
Okay. And that's that's like it's my mom. I'm sure my mom was a bit like that. So it's always been in me, and she used essential oils on us as kids um, instead of conventional medicines. So I've kind of grown up around that holistic lifestyle. So um, it's not it wasn't like a new thing for me. It's always been there. Mm. Uh, but I had a bit of a turbulent time as a teenager and kind of went down the wrong path and. Uh, really ended up um, in a bit of a mess with um, alcohol and drugs. So from about the age of 14, I found myself drinking heavily, taking drugs, and um, my emotional well-being was not in a very good place. And I, yeah, I, my, I tried to... That starts suicide, around 14. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, okay. At, at, um, my first suicide attempt was at... Uh, 15 years old right uh, yeah and that was gonna the... go straight in there with the deep stuff here yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah well I mean we can go on any different tangent there's there's so much you know when you're talking about health well-being holistic yeah. therapy like so much so so that all happened in the space of around a, a year things started to kind of um the, the alcohol and the drug yeah abuse. I didn't have a very good time at school I was bullied at school by people who were supposed to be my friends and I became very introvert and very shy but naturally I'm a very outgoing person um and yeah it, it gave my gave my confidence a huge knock so I discovered alcohol and it became my superpower I was like wow mm. I could, you know I can actually be anybody I want to be with this stuff and I just wanted more and more and more of it um and it became a problem for me and that sort of was up and down uh i yeah i was i had good jobs i was a high achiever um in that sense i had uh, i ran two pubs like from the age of 18 uh so it wasn't kind of all doom and gloom there was it was always in the background so to mm. speak, where I didn't feel my mind was right, I didn't feel right. Um, there was something kind of missing in me that would always that would lead lead me back down the path of self destruction or or trying to mask really what was what was going on. That would be my go to thing, mm. and that sort of remained a theme throughout my life. You know, doing really good, and then like uh, something would happen. Um, and then it would take me back to on this cycle. I call it like my perpetual cycle. So things would be really good. Uh, something would happen and like start to crumble. Then uh, really bad. Well, oh, I'm up, down, up, down like that. So it right. was a real kind of emotional roller coaster and got into unhelpful relationships or, you know, went through a lot of trauma. I saw a lot of things that were quite traumatic and damaging being in active addiction for for many years you know you see people die and you see you know people ruin their lives you know and the the, the carnage that comes with it mm. it's never it's never a calm thing mm. um so yeah so uh, then this brings me I was trained as, uh, started training uh, as a holistic therapist in 2003. So I've been in the wellbeing industry for about 18 years now. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I've gained lots of knowledge um, through my own journey and then through teaching other mm. people as well. And it's something that I am absolutely passionate about is holistic wellbeing because it, it, sa it saved my life. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and my spiritual awakening um, and my spiritual practices, I believe, saved my life. Because what, If you don't mind me, just, so what, what was the first? I always think when, and this is one of the reasons why it's really cool to talk to someone because LPT, our whole thing is helping people transform their lives. Mm-hmm. And even though we use the, the vehicle of improving their health to do that, a lot of people have to first overcome some big, um, how can I put it, you know, things that have happened in the past or ex- past experiences in order to work on their health. And that yeah. this, is, this is why our whole premise is like mastering you as, as a whole is a, is a pretty good philosophy because you're, you're not. It's very easy to always look for the quick fix, right? And, and like you say, like alcohol, drugs, that can give you the quick fix of feeling good for half an hour or an hour or a few hours, but yeah. then the detrimental effects. And it's the same with food, isn't it? To, you know, maybe the, the outcomes are slightly different, um, but it kind of gives you the same effect. I, what I find with a lot of the people that we've had massive transformations with over the last 15 years is there's usually been like a point mm-hmm. or, or a time when they're just like, nah, I'm done. Like, that, or, or, or like someone like yourself, they've found sort of health personal development and something has just triggered and, it, and it's just made a lot more sense. And that change no longer requires willpower or self-discipline. It's just like a, an internal inbuilt, I'm just doing this. Is that, okay. Was there a time like that? Or yes, yes. So, well, so this kind of cycle thing continued um, for um, a while, you know, drama, toxic people, you know, and I ended up um, trying to take my life again in 2015. And I'd, I'd literally want the world to stop. I just wanted to get off. I was it's sick of going around in circles. Um, I thought, you know, I'd hit complete rock bottom with it. I thought everyone's just better off without me. I can't seem to get past these hurdles. Um, I do well for a bit and then it keeps coming round, back around, back around. Um, and I ended up in hospital. Luckily, I survived. Um, I, I wasn't very happy about that at the time, but I'm extremely grateful now. Yeah. Um, and I had to go to a psychiatric hospital for a while. Um, and it was in there I had um, a spiritual awakening because uh, I was going to get some food. Uh, it, it basically, in there, everything's like plastic and you can't open the windows because you, you, right, okay. you can escape. Yeah, yeah, sure. so you're literally kind of locked in a, in a secure unit um i i had my big book of alcoholics anonymous i'd been i tried um groups like aaca um that and started the 12-step program and so i had my book with me um the big book of alcoholics anonymous and i went back to my room and i found a white feather on top of my book just there I was like, where the hell is that come from? You, in, so I laid on the bed and I thought to myself, I don't want to do this anymore. And I realized I was the only one standing in my way. Mm. And it was all about me, my relationship with myself and my mindset. And I realized I was the only person 
that could fix this. Not anything outside of me, but what is it already in me? So that became my road to recovery and I've never looked back. What, what um, was the relevance? Why do you think, the, what was the relevance with the feather? What did that do okay, to trigger, so, trigger the, obviously so it triggered something, did it? So I believe, I, work, I believe in spirits, I believe in angels and okay. a white feather is a sign from your like guardian angel that um, you're, they're there. So I was like, you know, they're there for me. I've, I've got this. I can do this. And I, I actually stuck it in my book and I have it still now to this day. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that became the point where I had decided I'd had enough and I was going to do something about it. Um, and, you know, I actually had a dream that all my four children were standing around my grave and I was like you know if I can't if I can't do this for myself you know do this for my children as well so yeah and it became where I began my real real recovery I tried different things before I tried things like CBT I tried like the the 12 step program I tried loads of things but I, I I don't think I was ready I don't think I understood that it was all me mm. I I had to do this from from within me, nothing outside of me was gonna was gonna help. Mm. Um, so I surrendered my my life and my recovery over to the powers that be. Whether you want to call that God, the universe, um, I call it the universe, um, love, higher self. You know, it's that's like whatever. Yeah, whatever it means personally, to you. Yeah, whatever it means to you, mm. and. The moment I did that, my, my world began to change. And I did some real deep healing. Uh, it was uncomfortable to then face things and people that are upset. Um, but you, what you have to do is you have to accept, accept that you can't change that. And you have to get rid of that guilt. You have to get rid of that shame. You have to go through a process and it's uncomfortable. And you have to sit with your feelings and your emotions. Yeah. And you have to go through this, oh, this squirming at some point. It's like, yeah. oh, this is horrible. But once you do that and you get over it, you, you know, you're, you're free. You're free of fear. You're free of shame. You're free of guilt. And you can replace that with, with love. You can replace that with spirituality. You, can, you know, you can replace that with joy. And, it, and for me, that, that's what happened. And it was, you know, it still is an ongoing process mm. um, because spirituality yeah. and growth, um, personal growth, personal development, isn't, you don't just go, right, I've done it now. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You, it's a continuous process until, you know, as our time on this earth, until that ends, we are going to be continually evolving, shedding, yeah. growing, changing. It's all, it's flow. And once you get into that flow, you stop trying to control everything around you um, and go with that flow of life. It's, and you know, understand that we're all one. We're, we're all one, we're all connected. Um, it, yeah, it's once you understand that and grasp that feeling and let go of things you can't, can't control, you know, 
the only thing that you can control is how you react to a situation. Yeah, so I was going to ask you a couple, so a couple of questions. So firstly, so what, what were the, what were the big, no, I've got, yeah, I've got three questions. So firstly, okay. what were the big lessons then? So what was the, the big lesson? Why, I mean, why was it that you, you had that kind of a, almost like awakening type transformation and, you know, then and not before, because obviously you said you, you tried committing suicide mm -hmm. before. Uh, I know you said that you just wasn't ready for it. Mm -hmm. Was there any, anything else? And also what, what were the immediate changes? So, so, uh, you know, in our business, you know, we focus a lot on daily habits with our clients. Mm -hmm. So rather than saying to people, you know, here's a diet to follow and here's an exercise plan. We just say, no, let, let's just focus on some really small, simple mm -hmm. daily habits that's going to start to improve your life. Whether that's to do with your mental health, your emotional health, your physical health. And then we just keep building on that. Um, mm -hmm. Did, did you literally go like cold turkey, for instance, with, with alcohol and, and, and drugs? Or was it, was it a slow process to, to kind of getting clean? Uh, and, and... Uh, no, it was just, I just didn't, I had periods of sobriety. Right. I had a long period of sobriety. So um, where I could actually then deal with the deep-rooted emotional traumas that I, I had experienced. Um, and I, it's called emotional regulation as well so i had dbt dbt therapy which is dialectual behavioral training and it, it was brilliant um absolutely brilliant and it's all about emotional regulation because what i found was i was extremely emotional person i was very sensitive and i was a lot in my emotional mind rather than my rational mind right so, okay. uh, i was as acting irrationally i was you know reacting to situations rather than responding mm. so that's when i would it would all be um yeah out of control kind of elaborate reactions to things um so yeah i i mean i knew i understood the thing is i understood about spirituality i understood about um that i i was I just what it was I didn't really understand how to regulate my emotions and then that's where I went and got the DBT that's where I started to understand how the mind worked mm -hmm. I understood how spirituality worked I understood holistic health I didn't understand how the mind was working so yeah, I yeah. looked a lot into that and obviously that the mind body connection that we have so if we have unresolved emotional stuff, it's going to show up in our physical bodies as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, we could have like lower back pain and we don't really understand where this has come from. And it could be we're storing our emotional pain in our lower backs. It usually means we feel unsupported by life. Um, so this is how like it shows up. Um, I've gone off on a bit of a tangent now. I'm not sure. <laughs> I forgot what you actually no. asked me. <laughs> That's um, no, no, great. Um, so, so yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things that I did want to ask is a lot of a lot of our our clients, you know, you know confidence and, and mindset is a big part of transformation. Um, and one of the things that we discussed before before starting is, you know, how how do people how how do you help people overcome those limiting beliefs like you had? What what are your sort of top tips and top strategies for doing that? Okay, so. Firstly, you need to become aware of your own bullshit. 
most okay. definitely. And you need to understand that this is 100%, your healing is 100% your responsibility. And nobody's got to wave for magic wand to do it for you. That's great uh, advice. They can guide <laughs> you, they can help you, but the accountability starts with you. Yeah. And if you, and I think you're right in saying about these small daily habits lead to big changes. And, and that's what I started to do. And that's what I teach my clients is you start with these small daily habits. You start with daily meditation. You start with affirmations because if you've got this internal dialogue in your mental mind of limiting beliefs, um, you know, low self-esteem, you're like, I can't do this, I can't do that, oh, there's not enough money, there's not enough this, yeah. it's all lack, 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 and it's all like negative, negative, negative self-talk. So you need to address that first and foremost with, um, so you need to change the way you talk about yourself, change the way you talk about other people. Language is really important. Mm. Um, and I listen to language a lot and I listen to what my clients are saying about themselves and what they're saying about life because where our attention goes that's where the energy flows and what yeah. you are saying what you're reading looking at um speaking the words that are coming out of your mouth um and your attitude that's what you're going to get more of so if you're feeling there's not enough in the world there's never going to be enough for you and if you have an abundance mindset of you know i'm grateful for what i have um you're going to get more of that and it it's, it's about changing your mindset completely. You need to do a complete 360 on that. So, so, that's, so we'll delve a bit deeper into that. Um, and, and so, because ultimately it comes back to sort of self-awareness, right? It comes back to understanding who you are, you know, understanding why you have the thoughts that you have, but also understanding that you do have those thoughts and, and not going through life, like you say, being reactive, but not realizing that actually yeah. there's a reason for that. Um, and, and so if I would like one of our clients typically would come to us and they would have limiting beliefs that like, I'm never going to lose weight. I'm never going to get the body I want. I'm never going to get the job I want. Mm -hmm. What, what's the first sort of top tip that you would say? Well, obviously you've said number one is, is, um, stop, stop bullshitting yourself basically. Mm -hmm. And so would you say, to, to action that would you could we recommend sort of to our clients journaling and and what what sort of recommendations do you give to people to actually start to take action on that because that's easy to say isn't it is it really easy to say like stop bullshitting yourself yeah. really hard to do and uh -huh. and it's always it's always like and like you said it's, it never stops either like mm -hmm. even if you're on a sort of personal growth journey you're always working on that yeah. Um, yeah. So I would then say, okay, so say like your example, someone is in the, in that mindset that oh, I'm never going to get to my goal. I'm never going to lose weight. So I would say, so, well, if that's what you keep telling yourself, you're never going to do it. So then I would look at a mindset around affirmations. So I get close to my goals every day. Um, things like, uh, it'd be great it'd be love, love, learn to love the body as it is mm. as well so it's about loving your body as it is um, and not hating on your not hating on yourself so then it would look at the way that you uh, like self-love and self-acceptance 
a look at that. Um, definitely get the affirmations in there. And then write some realistic goals. But you don't just write the goals. And then you write the goals and then you write a time frame. And then you write the steps of how you're going to get there. So what are the three things you're going to do each and every day to lose, to lose weight, to get to yep. the body that you, that you feel comfortable in? If, if, if anyone listening is not completely clear on what you mean by the affirmations, what, what would be an example of, of, of doing affirmations? Okay, so affirmations are like um, positive phrases that we would use every day. So um, I have a lot of affirmations and mantras that I say. So in the morning, I will decide how my day is going to be. So I'll get up and I'll meditate and I'll, be, I'll say some mantras. Be like, yeah, today is a good day. I'm going to have a productive day. So it's that, it's that positive self-talk. Mm. Um, so where I would say, like, I get closer to my goals every day. I love my body and accept it as it is. So then they could say these phrases in the mirror. The mirror works really powerful. And so, and, and, and just to kind of elaborate on that, one of the benefits of that, because one of the things I always find, and I actually did a podcast on, I, I did a whole podcast on trying to sell people personal development. Because mm -hmm. I don't know about you, that you, you kind of find a lot of people think, as soon as you start talking about affirmations and meditation and yeah. spirituality, they think that you're this crazy, like woo-woo person. <laughs> and, okay. um, and I, I, so my, one of my sort of sales processes to doing that is like, listen, you're alive, you're breathing, you're, you've got a job, you, you have kids, you've come to LPT to lose weight. Mm -hmm. You're already on the journey. You're mm -hmm. already wanting to improve yourself. Yes. So just because something might be different and it might be a strategy that you've not tried before or you've not thought about before if you're going to be on that journey why not get bloody good at it why not get yeah. better at it um do you find that a lot do you get do you get that kind of okay so i find that people are sometimes reluctant to invest in themselves and i call ah, it investing okay because um and I, I'm going to use this analogy because um, I want people to kind of see what I mean. So you're happy to go out on a Friday or Saturday and spend £100 a night on getting pissed and putting powder up your nose. Some people do, some people don't, right? Yeah. And you, you'll buy a pair of designer trainers for £100. So say that's a week. So then that's like £200 in your week, yeah? um or like and you'll buy expensive handbags expensive shoes you'll get fake nails um put on oh, sorry but <laughs> yeah not you personally <laughs> um okay but you won't invest in your health in your holistic health yeah why is that why yeah and this is, is something that i i kind of like want people to to respond to this question why why would you rather do that and drive around in a flash car, but you won't invest in your mind and your body. Mm. What do you think the answer to that question is, Jen? Because it's uncomfortable. Ah, uh, you have to tell the truth. Uh -huh. <laughs> so these things are superficial and they keep us comfortable. Yeah. 
yeah, they keep us comfortable and they keep us safe. And that's how our ego wants us to be. But doing something that requires change and effort is alien to some people and it scares them. That's yeah, funny. no, I, I agree. I completely agree. It's, um, it's, it's the first time I probably spoke to anyone about, about it. Okay. Um, about, yeah, without actually, yeah, I think it is. Uh, and I just, I think it's just an interesting conversation because I've been through the journey. I think there's an element of whether you're an open-mindedness person or a closed mind. Obviously, I don't know if you've ever read Carol Dweck's mindset book, but she talks about how people are either closed-minded or open-minded. Yeah. It's not as black and white as that, but there, there's an element of some people are more open-minded. And if you are more open-minded to try new things, and obviously it gives you opportunity to at least experience it and then say no to what didn't work and yes to what does. Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think, it, I think, so going back to the limiting beliefs again, mm-hmm. what, what are the most common limiting beliefs that you found people tend to sort of struggle with or, or have that, that lead to the biggest breakthroughs? So um, I'm not good enough is one of them. It's right. probably the biggest, the biggest one. Um, they see other people achieving and doing things and they feel that they can't do them. And I'm like, well, why not? They're just a person just like you. And then the only difference is, is their mindset. So um, and another one is uh, I'm not good enough. And uh, so I'm not good enough for that person. I'm not good enough for that job. Um, so a lot of these, co- these come back to self-worth, basically, a lack yeah. of self-worth. I find that they all come back to either self-worth or self-esteem because they are, they are two kind of different things, but the same, if you know what I mean. Um, so self-esteem would be how we feel about ourselves, so like our physical appearance and emotional appearance. And then our self-worth is like what we're worthy of. Mm. so if like people say that oh you know i don't deserve to be happy i don't deserve to to have abundance you know because of x y and z Mm. Mm. yeah i i would agree with that i think particularly being in in the sort of weight loss body transformation space you know we get a lot of that we we do have like an application process for people to come into our programs and you know i I read through all the applications and you know there's a lot of that (laughs) There's a lot of that. I, I don't feel like I'm good enough. I'm never going to achieve this or that. And um, it's it's pretty sad because you you know as a coach that they can do it, yeah. But you can't plant that seed into someone's head. The only way you can you can do it is, is literally coach them through the process, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it, and it kind of all all comes back round to the, the whole self-awareness, personal development, working yourself, yeah. telling the truth, not, not believing all the beliefs that you have. Um, do, do you do much work on beliefs, Jen? Oh, yes, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And it, I do beliefs and beliefs about beliefs. Wherever your beliefs come from, are they your beliefs or are they someone else's beliefs? Yeah. yeah I go quite deep into, into that, yeah. We do a whole section on beliefs and belief busting. Yeah. What, yeah what, because often... What beliefs he, that... Sorry, Karen often some beliefs are passed down through generations mm. so they're inherited just from learned behavior from our parents and our grandparents that's pretty eye-opening right when you hold a belief that you you realize that 
is based on <laughs> not good or, yeah. or nothing, no, nothing yeah. of substance. Uh huh. And yeah, and, and then it's like, so do uh, I would say, like, well, you know, what, what is your belief about that? Where does that belief come from? How do you feel about that belief? How does that belief make you feel? Does that align with what you think and feel? And usually it doesn't. Usually we, people are, are living lives that aren't even in alignment with them, their own true selves. So then, mm. yeah, then it does come back to that finding your true authentic self. So I do a lot of work around that. What, you know, what makes people tick? What do they really want? What do they desire? What are they, how do they want to live? And it's all about creating that. And, and it's about giving them permission to own, own that. Um, because often uh, I work with people who are living lives to please other people and mm. people pleasing is one of the things that is going to drain the hell out of you is living your life and making decisions based on what other people think or feel. Yeah, we, we see that a lot. I, I, that's one of the things that I've, I've noticed. Um, and not, not to discard the, the, the guys, but um, the, I mean, we work with mainly women anyway, but um, most, a lot of ladies it seems to be a, a big, big factor. Yeah. Do you think a lot of it is to do with the way society's changed over the last sort of 50, 60 years? Because that seems to be, to me, is that it is like, you know, if, if we rewind 60 years ago, you know, society was a little bit different. You know, men were sort of typically the ones that would go out and earn the bread and, and, yeah. the, and the woman would be at home and, sort of, you know, <laughs> look after the house. And it yeah. seems that that has moved on women are now expected to work but they also may be expected to carry on doing all the things that were expected of them 50 60 years ago by their mothers yeah and so and so when it comes around to like losing weight and getting healthy you know they're so stressed because they're trying to keep on top of the housework trying to look after the kids try and work on the business and so it's almost like there's <laughs> yeah Is it, have, you, yeah. have you found that yeah, <laughs> I found that within myself as well. <laughs> so I was nodding away when you were talking there because it's like, yeah, well, you know, because I'm a mum, um, I, I run a business, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I haven't got a partner at the moment, um, so I haven't got that stress. Um, but there <laughs> yeah. is all these different hats as a woman you have to wear. And it's like, you know, I, when I was um, in a long-term relationship, it's like, well, you know, I've got to be a partner, I've got to be a mum, I've got to be a businesswoman, and I've also got to be me. And as they yeah, that's yeah. the big one, right? Is mm -hmm. is are you? That's a question that anyone listening to this, like, are are you allowing time to be you? That's mm -hmm. I think particularly for parents, that's because you can be defined. You can define yourself as a mum, can't you? You can define yourself as a as a dad or as a husband or a wife, but you know, um, when are you, you, <laughs> when are you getting to be your best you? Yeah, that, and it's really, really important that we acknowledge ourselves when we're scheduling time and when we're, we're thinking about what we need to do of a week or in a month, we need to have that alone time and mm. that time just to be us outside of a relationship, outside of work, outside of being a parent. Um, you know, the, whether you're a man or a woman, this is, this is yeah, yeah. not gender specific. It's just, no. uh, just each, each individual being. It's important that we uh, connect with ourselves. 
and you know I do that through like exercise or walking in the woods or meditation and I just have that quiet peaceful tranquil time and it's it's so important it's where we we can reassess like how we're feeling yeah um and yeah just allow ourselves to kind of just breathe and and reset yeah, we have, um, we have five daily habits in our level one coaching program. Um, and, and one of them is decompression uh, and having a daily habit that allows you to decompress, allows you to be you, whether it's doing a, a breathing drill, whether it's doing some meditation, you know, or whether it's just reading a book or just, just allowing you just some time. Um, and we, we have, we've basically created a scoring system as part of the habit. So you get two points for each habit. And we get people to fill this in on our, on our six-week program. And the decompression habit is always the one that's the, the least scored. You know, people mm -hmm. always put in their work first, their boss first, their yeah. children first, their partner first, the house first, um, and, and never not themselves first. Uh, it's something that we, we see time and time and time again. Yeah, yeah. I... I totally agree we do quite different things but similar if you know what i mean so mm. yeah um so, space around like personal coaching and then yours is to do with like fitness but also you've got the i love the fact that you've got the, the mindset and that in there as well because that's so important that we we because the mind and the body they go together you can't concentrate on one without the other yeah mm -hmm. yeah so so obviously you're you sort of a spiritual coach and like we had a quick sort of catch up before this and, and I was sort of saying, you know, our three pillars at LPT are uh, physical health, emotional health, mental health, mm -hmm. uh, or mental performance. And, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to chat to you is because the, the spiritual side of things uh, sort of delved in, but I've not, it's just not something that I've gone deep enough to feel like I, I could start to talk or coach my clients around. And mm -hmm. um, so what, it, what, what, how do you define sort of spirituality? What does that mean to you? How do you sort of describe that to people? Um, spirituality means to me is living in alignment with my true self. So it's living consciously on purpose. Um, like we it's a, in coming from a place of love and compassion rather than fear or um, jealousy and hatred or you know looking at the world like that so you you would come from a place of love and compassion and it and it's about honoring all beings as as one nice okay mm. and so as a spiritual coach what does that entail what does that look like um, so, uh, what do we? How how do I work with clients? Yeah, yeah. What are the sort of yeah. typical outcomes, or or you know, if you, without using the word transformation too much, like mm -hmm. how what's the transformation people go through when they? You know, obviously, we know your story. So what what? Yeah. So um, it, I work with people quite similar to myself. I find that I attract people. Right. Um, they not necessarily have gone to the, the lengths that I went to um, or the depths that I went to but I do work with people that are highly sensitive that I've been through a lot um, and it and really don't have much faith in themselves okay so um, and and it's a 
I always teach people that, you know, whoever you are, you're looking up to people and comparing yourself to other people, um, you, you know, that's just a complete waste of time because everybody's journey is completely unique. And, you know, you're looking at other people, you're comparing your beginning to their middle. And it's like, you know, you, got, you can't do that. Or, you know, they're coming, they've gone, you don't know what other people have gone through to get to where they are. So there's no point in looking at that. You just have to concentrate on yourself fully and wholly and, and treat yourself with love and compassion. And if you be gentle with yourself as well. It's like we're, we're all human and we, we've made mistakes. We've done things that we're embarrassed of and that and it's mm. just like, just come on, love, to let it go. Um, for me, acceptance is a massive thing that I teach. Uh, and it's just like accept, acceptance, 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 because you just can't change anything that's happened. And if you're living in the past, you know, you're, you're going to be depressed and miserable. And if you're living in the future, you're, you're going to be anxious and you're going to be worrying. And it's about bringing that in. It's about coming home to yourself and, and just living in the present moment. So I'm, I teach a lot of mindfulness. Yeah, well, um, I that's, spiritual coaching. that's a really good, just to sort of, you know, the last sort of five, 10 minutes, mm -hmm. just, you know, we're obviously going through a crazy, <laughs> crazy time right now. Yeah. I think there'll probably be a lot of people listening to this that everything you've just said will, you know, could resonate quite strongly. Some people a lot more than others and, um, and stress, anxiety, depression, you, you know, like obviously like you said, like comparison, mm. these are all things that I, I think a lot of people were uh, are really trying to work towards. And um, I mean, are you finding, well, quickly, just on the subject of comparison, why do you think that is, Jen? Is it is it is social media such a a blame to this, or is there more to it than than just blaming? Oh uh, gosh, social media, I think, has had a, a humongous impact on everybody's self esteem. Um, yeah, <laughs> because we are faced with social media is a very busy place now, um, and we are faced with people on so let's talk about instagram briefly um people with filters these yeah. people with these perfect bodies and men and women um in when we're looking at fitness stuff on facebook mm. yeah for instance we are faced with these drop dead gorgeous perfect body people doing fitness and then it's like we look at that and go oh and then we look in the mirror and go, oh shit. <laughs> and you know, that and that then it gives us this false reality of what's what a normal body and we, you know, it, Yeah, it, the funny thing is, normality. is we just, yeah, we just spent the last sort of hour talking about the importance of being your most authentic self and living uh -huh. yourself. And the moment you mentioned filters, I was like, huh. How <laughs> 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 that pretty so, much goes against every everything that we've just talked about, right? Uh -huh. Is yeah and people put their good bits on come on we, we all oh, do it yeah, we're not, i'm not gonna say uh, to be honest i i do share on my social platforms quite a lot about my personal journey and and my bad days because mm. i that i do believe in showing up and i sometimes go on on lives with you know looking like 
I just crawled out of a bush <laughs> because <laughs> I don't care. I've just, I, I don't yeah. care anymore because yeah. I used to. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go out without makeup. I wouldn't. I'd be like, oh no, because they might judge or. Blah, blah, blah. But now I'm like, you know, I'm just me. I'm gonna show up as myself, flaws and all. Yeah. Um, yeah. I sometimes forget what I'm saying on my lives, and I'm like, oh, I'll see you later or something like that. <laughs> and it just, but I just show up as me, and yeah. I think that is really important to, to, you know, don't try and be perfect and polished. Just be, just be you yeah and social media and we're always putting on our best bits and all our achievements so you, you you're scrolling through you're seeing like oh you know got this job promotion they started a business they've got this they've got that and it's not real it's not their reality i'll call it less show reel so you're comparing your behind the scenes to someone else's show reel yeah basically and, yeah. and that's not helpful no how how do you recommend people think about what they're seeing on these platforms then? Um, I would say think about you know the words that I've just said mm. that it's not it's not reality. People yeah. are going through their own personal struggles um, internally, externally, um, and you you know you don't know what goes on in somebody's life. So I think what, yeah yeah I think it's also detach, when you detachment is detachment from it me i think when you're i don't know but i think when you're in a sort of business like we're in mm -hmm. i think it's probably easier to be to actually be more authentic i don't know if you agree in the respect that you've got a more of a i guess to some extent more of a purpose you can talk about life you can talk about your journey um particularly if you're in the health wellness space that's that's kind of what you're meant to do yeah and and also when you do start to do that it, it's like a bit of a therapy for yourself right because yeah you know I, I i used to do a lot of um emails and blogs and that for me was my sort of therapy more recently since lockdown been doing more of these podcasts and, and sort of talking's been my therapy mm. and it's not therapy and that i need therapy it's that understanding what, what's all that crap going on in your head and getting it out there and just discuss, having good conversations as well. Um, but I kind of think about people that maybe aren't in that space where if they just showed up and alive, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe they they'd certainly feel good if they just was honest and wasn't having to put all the filters out there and wasn't having to make everything be like a show reel. Mm -hmm. um, I think in business, it, whatever business you're in you there you need to have a personal element to that business i'm not talking about big corporate businesses or anything like that because that's, that's something i know nothing about um i'm talking about like independent businesses i'm talking about um you know small to medium businesses mm. i think you, there needs to be a face and a person um or people a team there needs to be that behind the business and i think it's important to show that and to to have a human factor to to a business mm. you know the people behind it the reasons why they've started that business i like to know stuff like that it's probably because i'm i'm a coach and i like to i like to know the reasons why and delve deep into people um is why i think it's important to have 
that human get, side yeah. to a business, especially if you're on social media. So it's like, you know, have a post of like, this is the face behind the business um, and just bring that element to it. Well, I think it adds an element of meaning, doesn't it, for people coming to you? Because they, if they know your backstory, like, you know, you're, you've got a strong backstory. My, most people know my backstory is. Yeah. And, you, you know, and, and so you, you're going to, to somewhere for more than just like a, like for us, you know, it's not just about just going to normal gym. People know we've got our strong philosophies. We've got our coaching approaches and there's real we, we really really truly want to see i'm not dissing other gyms but we really truly, truly want to see transformation it makes my day when i when i sort of see amazing results and and hear about people's stories it, it's what makes our job truly fulfilling right being a being yeah. a coach see and that is, that is you know what you want about a gym isn't it really what you want from a gym because it isn't just about going to get fit that's probably why you know some people try and fail when they just go to a, like a massive chain gym and just try and do you know just say all right i'm in the gym but and they haven't got any of that other support behind it but going yeah. to a place like yours you you've got that that whole support there which i think people will be more likely to succeed and have that transformation when they've got that support with the mental aspect of it as well yeah yeah it's certainly certainly working well hopefully when we can reopen it will continue Yay. working well reopen yeah. soon well it's been really awesome to talk to you jen um i hope everyone that's been listening have enjoyed it as well and um so just just before we go so you've got a podcast that you're launching very soon right Tell yes, us a little so bit about yeah, that. in lockdown, I've started a YouTube channel and I've teamed up with a, another therapist and we've started a podcast called That Inner Voice and we will be launching uh, next week. So wow. at, the, at the end of June. Um, yeah, it's all around mental health, matters of the mind, where we delve deep into to personal stories of addiction, sexual abuse, domestic violence, body image, or yeah, you name it, we're going to be delving deep into it with that podcast. Wow, that's exciting. You, you've been enjoying that? Absolutely loving it, yeah. yeah. I'm off to do a, an interview with a lady this afternoon. Cool. Via Zoom. So yeah, really looking forward to that. So excited to get it out there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we'll, put the, um, we'll get the links to that and we can put that in our show notes and then people can find you. And is there anywhere oh, else yeah. you'd like people to go or anywhere else... You know, people can find out more about you. Yes, certainly. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, um, Luna Spirit Wellbeing. Is it spirit or sp spirit? spirit? Spirit. So Luna yeah. Spirit, spirit Wellbeing. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm on YouTube as well. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Um, well, again, thank, thanks again for your time, Jen. Thank you and, so much um, for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to hearing some of your some of your episodes as well. Thank you. Okay, take care.